I don't think there is a parent of a child with special needs on the planet that hasn't had tough days and felt hopeless and like they're not seeing progress, even after all of the therapy and the years that have already gone by. I know what it's like to fear the future and wonder if they'll ever be able to live on their own or walk to the end of the street alone, maybe have a real friend, get their license. Sometimes I can get so caught up in the unknown of the future or the rough patch that we may be presently in and completely overlook all of the progress that we've made to date. When you're in the trenches every day and so busy being mom, it's so easy to lose sight of how far you have really come. But focusing on that and celebrating what may seem so small to others is exactly what we need to do because the little things are usually a really big deal. Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. So my son, who is 12, is about to head into middle school in this crazy year. Because he's in the high needs category, he does get to go to school for four half days later this month compared to my daughter, who only has the option of two days of in-school instruction and three days remote. It's just really insane when you think about it all and how different and trying this year has been. By the time we head into school, my kids will be heading towards their seventh month of being home. How I am still managing to stay semi-sane during this all is beyond me. And I feel like saying that I'm semi-sane is giving me a little bit too much credit. And I know I'm not alone in any of this. Anyways, I was already dreading middle school for my son because it seems so big And I will most definitely miss that elementary school feel so much. We had moved to a great city that had already had an established program for students with autism at the end of 2018 because he was really falling behind in the last district. Where we are now has many more therapeutic recreational programs as well. So that mixed with his new school, he was making such incredible progress. And then everything shut down due to COVID. And I've had to watch him digress so much, both socially and academically. Yes, he needs the academics and didn't respond well to remote learning at all. But I know he can catch up on that because I saw him do it once before when we moved. 
What I'm most worried about is his social skills and his comfort in his new routine of always being home. I'm so nervous of how he'll respond to getting back into the routine of getting up and going to school. In a way, it's probably a good thing that he's only starting at four half days because he can ease into it that way. And that's definitely the best thing for him after almost seven months of no real school structure or recreational activities. His tolerance for being out of the house has definitely dwindled. He's always liked getting out and going places. And yes, he's always loved being home too. But I felt like we had a really great mix of things for him once we moved. And we were able to keep him busy and keep him engaging in the community and giving him more social interaction outside of just our family. However, I have definitely noticed that since quarantine began, there has been a significant change in his want to go out. At the beginning of staying home, I'd make sure we'd head out for walks and hikes, and he enjoyed those. But slowly, I noticed him asking to go back home sooner and sooner after leaving the house. And yesterday, we went for a hike. And I would say within 15 minutes of being out, he said, I miss home sweet home. That's his thing. That's what he says. That's his way of telling me he's done and he wants out. And if you have a child with autism, you know that's not the only time he says it. So we had another at least 100 I miss home sweet homes and then an additional 100. Are we there yet? Because those are always fun, whether in the car, but even more agitating when you're on foot and trying to find your way back. With the stress of worrying about him, it getting dark soon, his repetitive request to go home, the inability to focus, we kind of got lost. We were at a new reservation that we weren't familiar with, so it made it interesting. But obviously, we found our way back, and it confirmed that our family would not do well in any of those shows like The Amazing Race or Survivor. We may provide some laughs for many, but actually win? Not happening. So, okay, where was I? Oh, yes, middle school, the scary place my son is going to for the first time during a global pandemic. It's 2020, so what could go wrong, right? I hope you sense my sarcasm. Um, Last week, we went on a tour that was held at his new school for his program and the incoming sixth graders. I was so grateful that they allowed us to go in before school started because he hasn't set foot into a school since March 12th, and he never got closure of leaving his elementary school, so I've been really worried about the transition more than I ever envisioned because who could have ever envisioned any of this? So we're at the school and it's so big, just so much bigger than his other school. But I know it's time for him to move on. And his fifth grade teachers and specialists told me that he is so ready for this. And I'm sure he is more than me, but I'm still terrified. Middle school means more independence. And I want that for him, of course, but it means him interacting with 
with more people switching classes and walking around the building more. And yes, his program will make sure he is safe yet while challenging him. But I worry because they don't know him yet. And no one knows how he'll react after heading back to structure and routine after the last several months at home. But on that tour, I watched the other students and how they just seemed more confident, more ready to engage with others, and more focused, totally, completely doing the comparison thing. And I felt completely overwhelmed by fear and flashbacks to some really tough school years that we had in the past before our move. And all I could think about was I just want to keep him home. I can't do this. I don't want to feel the pain again if he's not accepted by peers or hearing from teachers and administration how he's not adjusting as well as others in the program that are doing so well. I don't want to go through the anxiety each day waiting on the school to call to tell me that he's having a really tough day and I need to get him. I don't want to hear about how someone was cruel to him. And that's when I caught myself because I was completely spiraling out of control with my thoughts, which can happen from time to time when I think about all of the worst case scenarios and my biggest fears. It's a lot of fun, especially when everyone else in the house is sleeping and your mind is racing about what's going to happen during the senior prom and will he want to go or will he even get a date? You know, all the really important things that I should be worrying at 3 a.m. Um, I'm all about being productive and clearly that is a great use of my time and headspace. So you get my point here, right? I'm completely spiraling, worrying about the future and And I'm focusing on things that had happened in the past that were really tough rather than focusing on all of the progress that we have made. So you may be thinking, oh, you worry about what's going to be happening in 10 years from now at 3 a.m. too? Absolutely. I'm really quite good at it. But I've also gotten better at learning to reel myself in. And that's when I thought to myself about all the progress he's made over the years. There are so many things he's doing now that I never could have imagined back when he was first diagnosed. Yes, we still have so many things to work on. And sure, plenty of those things will not come easy. But I have to remind myself of all the things that he's done that I seriously never thought that we'd get past. I remember when he wouldn't use any bathroom except for our home bathroom. So that included the school or if we were at the grocery store, doctor, you name it. I never thought we'd get past that anxiety. Bolting and running? Oh, that was so bad. Never mind taking my eyes off of him for a second. I couldn't let his hand go for a second because he'd go missing. Back when Toys R Us was still open, I let go of his hand for a second as we were waiting at the customer service desk and I was searching for a receipt in my bag. And when I went to reach back for his hand, he was gone. And all of a sudden I hear children saying, mom, look at that kid. And 
people are laughing. And when I noticed the little boy sitting on boxes of a pallet jack being pushed into a stock room, I realized that that's my child. And the store employee couldn't really see directly in front of him. So he didn't see the little kid who hopped on, apparently. When I raced after him into the stock room, I proceeded to chase him, as well as two other employees were shouting to me where he went to. And he just thought the whole thing was a game, as he did with many things. I wish I could say that was just a one and only time situation kind of thing. But I assure you that it has not been. He has run behind the counter at McDonald's where there are violators and many other things that are way too dangerous for him to be around. But he seems to enjoy giving his mother heart failure. So yeah, it's a lot of fun, but it's gotten better. And that's my point. Did it take me a while to get to the point where I was confident that he wouldn't do any of that again? Sure. But we're at that point. Thank God. (laughs) So in the middle of a rough patch, when you feel like it's never going to get easier, or if you start to panic about the future and what it will look like for your child, reflect on what they've done that you never thought that they would do. Can you jump into the shower for two minutes while they watch a show in the next room and you just are pretty confident that they're not going to get into too much trouble? Can you say, and watch a show that you enjoy while they are busy doing something else? Can you sit at the beach? These are things that I couldn't ever do, but now I can. So I'm telling you, like, make a list. It will be so helpful when you have another rough patch and need the reminder again. And do it because you know it's going to happen and you know you're going to need it. So jot it down. You have to know that the little things are often the big things and we need to celebrate each and every one of them. It builds their confidence and it serves as a reminder of progress that is made to keep us hopeful and to keep us going. And we need that as parents. So don't ever feel silly jotting down things that seem so small to others, but you know your child. And if it's something that they were never able to do before and they suddenly do it, then celebrate that. Write that down. Make it a big deal. Throw a party. I don't know. (laughs) Just do something to acknowledge it because it's important to you and your family. And the days seem so long, but the years seem so short. And when you're in the middle of it all and it's hard, it's easy to lose sight of how far they have come and how things have improved and gotten easier. So talk to people that have been there since day one because They're not in it every day, so they will be able to tell you how much growth and progress that they have seen and that has been made and how you weren't ever able to just sit and eat a cheeseburger at a cookout, never mind actually sit and enjoy that cheeseburger. Maybe you can finally have a conversation without having to rescue him from some tree or insanely high place that will induce a panic attack for any mom. I rely on those people to remind 
remind me that it has gotten better when I really need it. When you're in it and down, having people around to help you get back up and going is so important. Find other moms that can relate and have been where you have been. What has been so helpful to me has been connecting with other moms that have older children on the spectrum that have already walked the line that I'm currently walking. Even if I'm in a moment where it's tough to even see how far we have come, I'm given hope through them and it is so helpful. I know it may seem so silly to be so excited about little things, like the fact that I don't fear every day of my life any longer that he is ready to run out of the house. Our house is like Fort Knox. We have cameras everywhere and alarms on each door to signal when it's open. So we know that he's gone outside. One time my husband was home with the kids and I was at work and my husband had the nerve to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So here, there you go. Just going to the bathroom. My son was quick to act on that moment of being unsupervised that he headed out the front door because his seven-year-old self needed to come to my work. That wasn't too far away from our house, but that's besides the point. He's seven years old, but he was so focused on having to tell me something about a movie that he could not wait till I got home, so he left. And luckily, my daughter saw him and yelled to my husband immediately, so he was able to catch up with him in time. But we lived on a busy street, and so many other things could have gone wrong had she not have seen him. And ever since then, we have been so over the top on locks, alarms, and anything that keeps him safe. But we still have them, and we'll actually really utilize those when we start to try to leave him alone for short spurts of time. But now he will leave the backyard and go to the front yard to speak to my husband who might be working on the front yard somewhere. And we have no fear that he'll run outside of our land. So when I feel sad that at 12 and a half years old, he should be able to stay home on his own or walk the dog alone or bike with peers, I have to remind myself that I never thought that we'd get to the point where we are at now. When I think about that, then I'm more hopeful about the future because I know if he's done that, then he can learn how to be safe at home independently someday. And maybe it's not for another 10 years, but I'm not going to stop trying and giving up hope and keeping the faith because it's been nine years since my son was diagnosed and I felt so hopeless because things were so difficult when he couldn't speak or calm himself for a minute. But in nine years, he has grown so much. So I have to think about what can happen in another nine years. And yes, sometimes I can spiral and completely go down. Well, what if that doesn't happen? And what if he can't do that? But the thing is, is that serves no purpose. Worrying at this point does nothing. It's so much better to just keep the faith and be hopeful and have a positive mindset because 
Reflecting on the progress is a huge part of staying hopeful. Celebrating each and every little thing, like trying a new food, being flexible with a change that would not affect another child, engaging unprompted, not needing four adults to hold them down at a doctor's appointment, and now only need two adults (laughs) are things to praise and give lots of credit to. We have to realize that our children are working so hard every day to do what is often so effortless to so many. We have to celebrate them, encourage them, and build their confidence. And in turn, it lifts us up and keeps us going. So if you're new to this journey or just need to connect with other moms that get it, then join us over at the Courageously Mom Facebook group so that we can lean on each other for encouragement along the way. That's a wrap for this episode. I'm sending so much love to you. And remember, you got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.